2: number two of Extra Point on this Friday, September 22nd. Bob Camp, Kayla Mortellaro with you up until noon today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Plenty to get into for the Sunday slate of action as we continue Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Located 2390 North Ulma School in Chandler. The weekend specials, USDA Choice Certified Angus Beef Strip Steaks at $5 a pound off. Pork Country Style Race at $3.99 a pound and the Fresh Natural Whole Fryers at $1.99 a pound. Visit them online at vonhansonsmeats.net. We still have the $100 gift certificate up for grabs and of course we'll be patiently waiting your weekend bets as we put $5 on it and hope to have money at season's end for charity. We're off to a 3-0 start so the pressure's certainly on for us to get to 4-0. But let's reset the scene with today's poll questions and We'll start with the Kdos1060.com poll question: What happens Sunday from Glendale? Cowboys minus twelve and a half, Cardinals plus twelve and a half, and we remain in a 50-50 split.
1: Okay, um, you know there's a few casinos I've seen this morning pop up thirteen, especially in the state of Nevada, including Circa, which is <clears throat> excuse me one of the largest volume you know, handled uh, sports books in Las Vegas. So uh, there's. Um, the, Maybe if you uh, have access or you know, look around a little bit, you, uh, if you want to take the Cardinals, you can do better than 12.5. But 12.5 does seem to be the universal number, and that surprisingly, at least to me, did not even change yesterday after the Diggs injury.
2: Uh, we'll answer that question around eleven thirty. Flipping it on over to Twitter at KDUSAM1060. Which zero and two team wins on Sunday at Minnesota? The Vikings now out in front at fifty four point five percent. Chargers sitting at forty five point five percent.
1: Yeah, one of these teams is going to be zero and three. They both made the playoffs last season. And if it's the if it's the Chargers, I'll be looking for text alerts on Monday morning to see if Brandon Staley is finally fired.
2: Uh, when it comes to Brian Blewis, he'll set he'll be set to join us from Pro Football Network around 11.15 for our NFL prop discussion. But let's continue with the Friday spread for Sunday's games now. We'll start with the Falcons and the Lions for the segment. Falcons plus three, Lions minus three, over under sitting at 46.5. Uh, injuries are now starting to mount for the Lions, including C.J. Yeah. Gardner-Johnson uh, potentially done for the season, but certainly out for this game game david montgomery injury also going to have to monitor that situation uh then when you just look at desmond ritter and what he's been able to do with the falcons here so far this is interesting when it comes to fourth quarter time for desmond ritter uh his attempts yeah. he is uh he has had half of his fourth quarter attempts go for first downs in that quarter
1: yeah and he's been they've been in a position where they've needed to get some first downs in fourth quarters you know, the Lions' uh, injury situation, I think, even is escalated further. You know, Decker and Vitai. you know, Decker is their left tackle. Vitae is on the right side, two of their stud offensive linemen. They've got many good offensive linemen. Uh, they, uh, yeah, Decker didn't play, and then Vitae got hurt last week, and they seem to be questionable for this game. And also James Houston, who was a big uh, Surprise is a you know, really impact defensive player for them last year if they had such a thing in Detroit a year ago, but he was good. He's likely out this week in addition. I'd like actually like to play this game over the total, but I just don't quite trust Ritter and plus – They like to run the ball. Arthur Smith likes to run the ball. I'm not sure how many snaps they're going to get in this game. Uh, But I think that any time that Detroit's playing a home game, because Jared Goff has really been good at home, uh, and is uh, three years with the Lions, I'd like to at least consider the total over. So it's over or nothing for me in this game.
2: The Saints and the Packers, the Saints plus one and a half Packers minus one and a half over under sitting at 42 and a half. Uh, you know, what do we make of this Saints offense? 31.1% of Carr's passing yards have come after the catch. That is the lowest in the NFL. So they're certainly not getting guys in space. Everything is uh, through the air there with Carr. And then what on the flip side of this, what do we make of Jordan Lug- Love and all of the Packers injuries?
1: Okay, let's start with uh, you know the uh, the the Saints side of things. Uh, one of the reasons they haven't had yards after the catch is because you know Carr has done a really poor job of hitting guys in stride. You know we watched that uh, game last week, that Thursday night game, and uh, was that a Thursday night? That was a Monday night game. My bad. One of the two Monday night games. I knew it was a prime time game, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know he threw some passes where the receivers literally had to stop to catch the ball, including a lobby a couple of times. Uh, so I think that's a big part there. As far as Green Bay goes, you know, Jordan Love has the second uh, highest off-target percentage of any quarterback in the league through two games. The only guy that's worse is Deshaun Watson. However, I will defend Love a little bit here because he's throwing the ball down the field with high frequency. Uh, so it's you know more likely to be incomplete. Uh, so there's that in our off-target in this case. So we'll see what's going on. Too many injuries in this game. i just i I've not considered even thinking about betting this game or handicapping this game one way or the other. Bakhtiari and Jenkins and Watson now looks like Aaron Jones is going to play. He did practice this week. Uh, that's just for one side. Marcus May, an excellent safety for the Saints, who had played really well the first two games, is now suspended for the next three games for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. So he's out. They've got some offensive linemen for a second consecutive year, beat up. Uh, I'm off this game entirely, and I don't know if I'm going to learn anything from this game because of all the injuries.
2: The Broncos and the Dolphins here. The Broncos plus 6.5, Dolphins minus 6.5, over-under sitting at 47.5. Tua is playing well, in fact, 8.5 average completed air yards. He's getting the ball out really quickly as well, averaging 2.35 seconds. Uh, This is interesting here. So the Broncos are trying to avoid going down 0-3. The Dolphins defensive coordinator is Vic Fangio, and yet Sean Payton with the Broncos wanted Vic Fangio.
1: And he used to be with the Broncos back in the day. Vic Fangio was uh, this is the first road game for Denver. Uh, first road, first game period out of altitude since early in the preseason, and now they're going to the South Florida humidity. Uh, that doesn't seem like a be good thing. Uh, I think that's why this number just continues to go up. One of the reasons, also Sean Payton announcing this week about his, yeah, uh, you know, the play calling verbiage has been reduced, and they're putting a you know, play sheet or you know one of those wristbands on Russell Wilson this week. Uh, so I guess that's his latest uh, Peyton's latest uh, you know, jab at Russell Wilson. Wilson was not good last week, but I think what was lost in the Wilson discussion, you know, he had a terrible fumble that helped turn that game around in the Commanders' favor. But the defense was also really bad against them. They had almost no pass rush, and uh, they have seven. They had seven defensive penalties for first downs last week. Denver did. And there's a lot of heat going at Joseph right now for actually being too aggressive on defense.
2: The Panthers and the Seahawks Panthers plus five and a half Seahawks minus five and a half numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app over under sitting at 40. Uh, When it comes to the Panthers, it's going to be Andy Dalton getting the start. Bryce Young dealing with a sprained ankle. Frank Wright said he could actually miss a couple of weeks. So we'll continue to monitor that beyond just Sunday here. Uh, When it comes to me looking at this, I almost wonder, does this actually improve the Panthers chances with Andy Dalton uh, just because of the youth from Bryce Young and how unblock, uh, uh, unsuccessful the Panthers offensive line has been.
1: It's been really bad. Uh, I mean Young's been battered and quite frankly not very accurate sometimes too when he's had open receivers, which isn't often because they have a uh, arguably or maybe not even arguably the worst receiving core in the NFL. Uh, this is another game I just didn't even bother to handicap because there's way too many injuries on both sides of the ball for both teams here, including, uh, once again, we talked about J.C. Horn last week, but now Shaq Thompson, uh, who is a really good linebacker for the Panthers. Uh, he uh, obviously suffered that awful-looking, and we, you know, if you watch the Monday night game, it was really gruesome. Kind of you know, got lost in the shuffle with the Nick Chubb injury later in the night. Uh, but Thompson, he's out for – I can't imagine he's playing the rest of the season. He has a broken fibula. And then the, 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 uh, the Seattle defense, they've got you know, multiple injuries on in the defensive line, linebacker and the secondary, and they have both their offensive tackles still in limbo.
2: The Bears and the Chiefs here. The Bears uh, plus 12 and The Chiefs minus 12 and a over under sitting at 48 and The Bears are not good on defense. And now they also have uh, their defensive coordinator resigning and all that's been surrounding that situation this week. You also have Justin Fields saying that he's thinking too much, blaming the coaches, backpedaling on the blame. You also have the Chiefs defense metrically playing much better here. Question marks about some of the Chiefs' offensive players and the injuries that they've been dealing with. But what's also fascinating is that the Chiefs are just six and twelve ATS with Patrick Mahomes when they're double digit favorites.
1: Well they haven't played too many teams this bad. I mean the the Bears are terrible. They've lost twelve straight games straight up going back to last season. You mentioned the field situation, you know question in the coaching staff and then two hours later going back and you know basically oh I wasn't criticizing the coaches after we all saw the tape when he did Uh, basically either his agent or somebody in the Bears organization got to him and told him that you can't say that. So that was, I think there's no question that that's why he had the quick turnaround in a brief period of time there. Also, the Bears' shaky offensive line now without Braxton Jones, their starting left tackle, who I heard this morning might be out for the season. Uh, They did place him on IR, but he might be out for the entire year. Uh, Eddie Jackson and uh, Ian Brisker, they're two safeties who are very good players on defense. Both of those guys are out of this game. Uh, this is either lay the points or don't do anything at all.
2: The Steelers and the Raiders for Sunday night football, Steelers plus two and a half, Raiders minus two and a half, over under sitting at 43. Kenny Pickett through two weeks has a minus 2.2 expected completion percentage. If you isolate (laughs) it just to Monday night football, you laugh at minus 2.2. Monday night football, it's minus 12.5%. Obviously, the situation with the Raiders here, uh, they have they have placed Chandler Jones on the NFI list. You also have the slow sluggish start for Josh Jacobs and rushing the ball just minus nine yards against the bills last week here. Uh, is this going to be another defensive game changer game for the Steelers?
1: Um, yeah, I would think. I mean, this is a game the, the, you bring up the Steelers defense, and you know, they scored the two defensive touchdowns on Monday night. I'd like to play this game under, but the Raiders' offense has been so inept. uh, They didn't even have an offensive snap inside the 10-yard line for week, week one. They weren't any good in the offensive side of the ball for the most part when they played week one at Denver. And Denver's defense was awful last week when they weren't playing the Raiders. So under or nothing here, and if I do the under, I'm just going to hope that the Steelers' defense doesn't score some points.
2: I have one more statistic here about Kenny Pickett and uh, Matt Canada and the offense in general here. When it comes to uh, passing here, uh, they are in shotgun for uh, 83% of the time when Kenny Pickett throws the ball. When he's under center, they run it 90% of the time, uh, and they only run play action 9% of the time.
1: I'll add one other quick thing: uh, No, probably, uh, no quarterback in the league is worse than the, than the middle of the throw, middle of the field throws so far through two weeks than Pickett is, even though. I think it's pretty, you know, only fair to point out that they face San Francisco and Cleveland. And we know San Francisco has an elite defense. And I'm not too far away from thinking that Cleveland might have an elite defense.
2: Brian Blewis of Pro Football Network set to join us on the other side of the break. We'll get into the NFL prop side of things for Sunday's slate of action. And of course, we still have the $100 gift certificate from Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits up for grabs. The weekend specials, USDA Choice Certified Angus Beef Strip Steaks at $5 a pound off. Pork Country Style Ribs at $3.99 a pound and Fresh Natural Whole Fryers at $1.99 a pound. Brian Blues, Pro Football Network on the other side of the break. It is the extra Point here on KDUS AM 1060.
1: Every Monday night, check out Ray Adams as he hosts the Monday Night Golf and Lifestyle Show
0: from 6 to 7 p.m. here on KDUS AM 1060.
2: point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Excited to get into the NFL prop discussion. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow the them on Twitter at Betting as well as PFNBetting.com. Brian, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you today?
0: I'm great. How are you guys?
2: We're doing fantastic looking to have another fun weekend ahead and I'll start here with the local contest with the Cardinals hosting the Cowboys obviously the big news for the Cowboys here is what happened to corner Trayvon Diggs the torn ACL Uh, we know what Parsons and Lawrence are going to be able to do get pressure on Josh Dobbs so is that an indicator to look at some unders here for the Cardinals whether it's Josh Dobbs or the running game with James Conner, and then also conversely for the Cardinals they haven't really faced much much of this through two games, where the running back is slipping out in the pass game, but we know how great Tony Pollard is at doing that. So is this a chance to look at Tony Pollard over his receiving yards?
0: Yeah, it's really hard for me to get a good read on the player props this game because of the large point spread. I mean, the Cardinals have had halftime leave in the peak of the first two games of season, but I would be shocked, I'm sure you guys in the audience would be, to see that again this week and just because of that. I I'm a little worried about the Cowboys having such a big lead that I could take the front off the gas pretty early. So hard for me to really take it over on the Cowboys side there.
1: I promise I'll get to some specifics soon, but there have been multiple offensive line injuries this season, including some teams like the Giants, who are now without multiple offensive linemen. How does that you know, factor into how you, you, know, you go about your prop betting?
0: Well, last night – we are well aware Mr. Andrew Thomas going against that 49ers pass rush in defensive line, and my thinking was that it would make life really difficult with Daniel Jones to throw a ball, move the ball down the field. So his passing yard photo kept dropping. It was at 216.5 at one point when I was considering playing it, and then it dropped at 214.5, and I was like, alright, there's something going on here. I still have the number 214.5. I'm going to take the under, and that was really never a doubt. You just see yeah. with these offense, when these offensive lines. Tend to struggle in protecting their quarterbacks, not gonna have much time to throw the ball downfield. So that's a good time to fade the quarterback from the passing yards photo and then the receivers with their long perception.
2: Brian is Pro Football Network, follow their work over on Twitter at PFNBetting as well as PFNBetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Uh, the prevailing thought here in this Chargers and Vikings game as both teams try to avoid going down 0-3 is that there will be lots of offense. Kirk Cousins has had to use his arm to move the ball. We know that the Chargers offense is trying to push the ball down the field. Uh, with the passing props for both of those guys really high, do we pivot then to make maybe a wide receiver or a tight end, and they're receiving yards as the benefactor?
0: Yeah, I'm looking right now at Justin Jefferson. His receiving yards total is at 100 and a half. You could really just do instead his alternate line of him for 100-plus yards. You want to play a little safer at minus 125. But I don't think you need to play a safe here because, like you said, it's a really high-scoring matchup, two terrible defense, but two potent passing offenses. The Chargers get 215 yards of Tyreek Hill in week one and over 100 yards Key Keenan Allen. And, not Keenan Allen, excuse me. I'm um, blanking on what they played last week. But, uh, yeah, although know, was tight Titans last week. They got a lot of big plays for them. So it's really just hard for me to see them stopping Justin Jefferson here and how talented he is. Actually, as I'm speaking, his receiving yards went up a point. So I'm really curious about point how there's a lot of action going on his over. And I don't know how you could not take his over week in and week out, especially if you're going at the defense like the Chargers.
1: He's got to be chuckling watching this, uh, you know, Chargers video the first two games and say, if they play man-to-man against me, I might get a million yards. Uh, Bad weather is forecast uh, uh, for Sunday in the swamps of Jersey. Uh, Any attractive uh, under Jets and Patriots props, or have the odds makers just made this angle a difficult thing to consider? So one
0: of our – Writers at Pro Football Network on uh, Jason Cass. It is a lot of the player props for us. I know he's really in on Aaron Wilson receiving yards under. I believe I'm pulling it up right now. I believe it's at forty-seven and a half. Which is at the surface, thing is very low for a player as sounded as like Wilson. But you got to remember who his quarterback is. The defense that comes going against. It's really hard to see him having a successful day today. He it had a really big play last week. The Cowboys kind of employed his yardage totals. So I feel like it's a good week to fade Wilson despite the low number.
2: Brian Blue is Pro Football Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. The Falcons are at the Lions. The Lions are now dealing with plenty of injuries. Bijan Robinson has certainly been as advertised, but is this a game to not forget about Tyler Algier, his rushing props, or do we look at Drake London remaining involved in the offense as a wide receiver?
0: Yeah, I think you may look at Drake London just because the Lions don't really have a passing defense that is fair at anybody. And they lost their best part of the secondary, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he on the IR this weekend. We saw life with the of passing offense last week. We know that Ritter is at least capable of moving the ball down the field and getting the ball to his number one wide receiver. So I wouldn't be afraid to run it back with uh, Drake London if anybody here because yards yardage pops only at 51 and a half.
1: Okay, I'm going to flip that game to the other side. Uh, Jared Goff has been much better indoors at home than he's been on the road during his time with the Lions. Any Goff over props catch your eye this week?
0: Uh, nothing in particular. I mean, the passing yards won at 67.5. Six, that seems right. It seems like a fair number. And if you want to get the over on the passing touchdowns, one and a half is at minus one nine to be laying a lot of shoes. And looks like Amon Ross and Brown will be playing this game with these the, big the, the Like you said, they do play uh, – much better at home but nothing really stands out for me this morning.
2: the Saints are getting virtually no run after the catch so far Chris Olave though uh, he has hit his over number in each of the first two games is there another play on Olave here against the Green Bay Packers
0: yeah I could see um, that, that would be a good play for this one because so you see how the Saints offense really hasn't generated much many points this uh, season so far, but we've seen how capable of big plays Chris Olave is, so everyone in mind running it back here with him. I had his over last week at six nine and a half, and he had that big play in the second half that really put the number over the top. Even though you are playing on a road on a short week, the number right now isn't very high at sixty two and a half. and a half. so I would probably get in on that before it goes up as there's juice somebody over.
1: Trevor Lawrence, he was bad last week, especially in the red zone. He was zero for seven. A couple of those were just horrendous throws. It should have been touchdowns. Should we look for a Lawrence bounce back uh, and maybe some over props this week against Houston, which is expected to be without top corner Derek Stingley Jr. And without the uh, most almost for sure, without their top three safeties. Yeah, um, I think I
0: definitely agree with you there. Just – they had a tough time last week getting the ball in the end zone when they're in chief territory. And there's going to be some aggression there going again, a Texans team without there team and Jujier. Uh, and the Chiefs' defense was pretty good so far this season as well. I mean, as is always a stat, week to week we expect some aggression one way or the other. So if a team doesn't really struggle to get the ball in the end zone when they're driving, that's a sign that they'll be a little bit more efficient in the red zone the next week. And as they're converting all their red zones, to definitely with the touchdowns, that's when we'll start looking the other way.
2: Uh, We have the Broncos, and they can't afford to go down 0-3 as they are in Miami taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins have obviously been really good thus far. Tua has been slinging it around, distributing it to different guys, getting the ball out really quickly. Uh, A lot of air completion yards for Tua here. So is this an over game for Tua, or do we pivot to Raheem Mostert? He was able to take advantage there of uh, some opportunities last week.
0: Yeah, so the Broncos are 0-2, which is sort of surprising if you were optimistic about them um, rebounding under Sean Payton this year, but they're 0-2, and it's not because of what season you would think going into the season they were to be 0-2. Their defense has been very underwhelming, the least, and this is obviously their toughest match of the season so far going against the Dolphins passing offense, but they might be about Jalen Waddell this week, and we saw how the Patriots covered Tyree Cole last week, and uh, even though he's a top three receiving NFL and it's no easy pass, It might have created a blueprint for the best way to try to stop it. And the Broncos have Emily cover the corner and patch their pain. So this game just in general scares me a bit considering how popular the Dolphins would be. And it's either getting them down six snaps to half a point if the line hasn't moved all week. So I'm playing this game with caution.
1: Brian Robinson uh, was really good towards the end of last season uh, and the Commanders and Eric enemy he's certainly their prefer their preferred running back without question is now Brian Robinson. And the odds maker has kind of caught up and made that difficult to take advantage of betting some Robinson props over.
0: Yeah, especially in the game that can really be impacted by weather. His uh, yards right now prop is at 57.5, but... The only way that the commanders are going to beat this Bills team is if they have a similar formula to how to beat the Eagles last Monday night's football. We were just controlling the clock and playing good defense. And if there's going to be a shootout, you know they're not going to beat them. So if you want to look for a Robinson prop, his um, rush attempts right now is at 14 and a half. over minus 135 at DraftKings. I wouldn't mind that play if the event is an inefficient day going against uh, this Bills rushing defense that held Josh Jacobs negative yards last week.
2: Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow their work on Twitter at PFNBetting as well as PFNBetting.com. How do we figure out what to expect here in Kansas City with the Bears and the Chiefs? I mean, we have Justin Fields saying he's thinking too much. He is currently at 55 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over that one of two times so far. The Chiefs on defense have been kind of smothering at times. Uh, Is this an under game on Bears props? And what do we even do or consider with some of the injuries that the Chiefs have been faced with?
0: Yeah, I think he's just spelling way too low to really hammer the bear props bears props this week and those unders just because how disastrous are often looked through two weeks so far of the season and all the turmoil going on inside that organization and the confidence in Justin Fields about the coaching. So I don't wanna wanna to buy too sell too low here. But for Justin Fields, if you really do believe in that, uh, They'll correct the offense a little bit and play more to his strength. That's his comments and the media. And I really want to look at his over for rushing yards. In terms of the Chiefs, they're just kind of a little sunk right now, a little slow out the gate, kind of like a Super Bowl winner hangover. So it's really wait and see. But there wasn't a rushing spot for them, but it would be the Chiefs.
1: Gus Edwards, uh, three weeks into the season, he's like the last running back standing in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't really do too much as far as goal line carries in the last couple of years. Maybe Gus Edwards' touchdown prop here?
0: And that's not a bad call. I mean, he has. If they are only at minus 120, so the sports folks are thinking how you are for this one. I definitely see him as the most likely candidate to score a touchdown this game. Because like you said, they've they're had a lot of injuries at running back, and like I mentioned earlier with that, those Commanders beams. this stadium is just less than 60 miles away, so they're going to be hit by the uh, storms as well. So it'll be, it will be might not be the day where you see a lot of passing from the Ravens. It might bring you back to their first style in the first uh, few years under Lamar.
2: These Steelers really can't move the ball on offense. They don't do uh, much to kind of hide what they're trying to accomplish here. But the Raiders have a secondary that you can exploit. So what gives? Do they find a way to get George Pickens the ball? Does he get behind a defense here? Or on the flip side of this here with the Steelers maybe being a little susceptible to the run, is this a week Josh Jacobs gets on track?
0: Yeah, I think this is the week that uh, Josh Jacobs is back on track. His rushing prop right now is at 71-and-a-half with juice on the over. So you could see that might be trending towards going off. He had negative yardage last week, but he's a much more favorable matchup I mean, if the Steelers' rushing defense got gassed by the uh, Browns last week, even when Nick Chubb left the game. Their run defense takes a major hit when Kane Hayward is out the game, and they're going to be on a short week traveling to Las Vegas for their uh, home opener. So I wouldn't mind that Josh Jacobs bounce that spot here.
1: Uh, last one for me. I just want to go back to the Monday night and the Nick Chubb injury. Obviously, that drastically affects uh, the Browns' offense. Uh, you know, looking like I said, looking ahead here, how how might that alter your approach towards the Browns' offense, at least in the near future?
0: Yeah. So if there's any week for Sean Watson to bounce back and prove everybody that he is at least somewhat of the same guy when he was an all-pro quarterback versus the version of him we've seen since last year, who's one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So it would be this week against the Titans whose defense whose strength is stopping the run and their weakness is defending the pass. And he has a decent group of receivers Amari like Cooper, Don Stephen Jones, and Elijah Moore. And this is the day when it won't be able to move the ball on the ground against the Titans defense. So if there's one week for him to bounce back, it'll be in through the air, being at the Titans this week. And if you still have any belief in him, this would be the week to back him on the
2: Brian Blue is Pro Football Network at PFN Betting and PFN Uh before we let you go, is there anything that you like? Anytime touchdown score, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards that we haven't touched on?
0: That you haven't touched down. Uh I gotta think on it for a second. I guess for the Chargers Vikings game, so um definitely definitely the obvious guy that hit his over, but it's gone up two points since, you, since I've been on the phone with you guys. <laughs> so while we're looking in a different wow. direction, I know pretty crazy, right? Just, I guess if people go into the weekend, they're starting to bet these props, but I'll be eyeing out Jordan Addison in that game. He's been really impressive as a wide receiver, too, early in his rookie year alongside Justin Jefferson, but playing opposite the best receiver, football certainly plays a factor here, and they're going at the Chargers' defense that can't stop anybody through the air. I mean, they made Ryan Tannehill look like he still had a lot left in the tank last week we saw the Dolphins pick them apart all game long in week one, so... If you don't want to pay the premium when Jefferson's over, why don't you uh, bring a little money on uh, Addison Epic Day?
2: Brian, as always, we greatly appreciate your time and expertise, and we look forward to having a fun weekend ahead and doing it again with you next week.
0: Absolutely. Talk to you guys soon.
2: Absolutely. Once again, he is Brian Blewis, and follow all of their work, Pro Football Network at PFN Betting as well as PFNBetting.com. Uh, it's time, though, now. The $100 gift certificate from Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits is up for grabs. Caller number three is this week's winner, located 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. The weekend specials for you USDA Choice Certified Angus Beef Strip Steaks at $5 a pound off, Pork Country Style Ribs at $3 dollars 99 a pound and fresh natural whole fryers at $1.99 a pound. Caller 3-602-260-1060 is the number. 602-260-1060. And keep in mind, come with your weekend bet. We're all collectively root for it as we're hoping for some money for charity at season's end. It's poll question time on the other side of the break, but the $100 Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits gift card, caller 3-602-260-1060. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060.
0: HD Radio is here for KDUS AM 1060. Check out your favorite shows and games on 100.7 KSLX HD2.
2: extra point on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is Friday. It is Friday, September 22nd, and that did mean it's a Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Friday, and we have our winner of the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Be sure to visit them, 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. I'll wait to announce what uh the weekend bet is when we answer the twitter poll question as it pertains to that contest so we'll get things started here in this segment with the poll questions and we'll start with the kdos 1060.com poll question uh which is about what happens sunday from glendale with the cowboys minus 12 and a half for the cardinals plus 12 and a half a couple of things to obviously touch on before we get into that here injury wise uh you have what happened to uh trayvon digs this week tearing his acl in practice he will be done for this season when it comes to this particular game brandon cooks wide receiver knee limited wednesday limited thursday j ron curse with an illness did not practice wednesday or thursday tyler smith offensive tackle hamstring limited wednesday practiced in full on thursday zach martin with an ankle did not practice wednesday or thursday but you saw something from jane slater here a little bit ago
1: Yeah, a couple things. Uh, She seems to think that Cook has a good chance of playing. I think that's also, you know, Michael Gelkin kind of leaning towards that direction, too. She also thinks that Martin has a chance to play. Uh, You know, the Tyler Biotish thing that happened yesterday also in practice, kind of lost in uh, the obviously awful injury to Diggs. Uh, That's a really big deal. He's their starting center, he's done a nice job for them last couple of years uh he was a really good player at wisconsin back in the day which isn't all that many days ago so there's that so there's the injury factor to consider here so that certainly uh the reduces or eliminates any chance that i would be laying the points here for real money but for the purpose of the question i'm still going to lay the points and uh take the cowboys here dak prescott completions for two games. Now, he's been in a nice situation because they've been ahead like almost every minute he's been in the field in two games. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, has done an excellent job of moving players around the scheme. For instance, when uh, Cooks did not play last Sunday, C.D. Lamb was in the slot almost entirely. That's something that we didn't see much of when Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator and Lamb has the most receiving yards in the NFL since week 10 of last season. Even when Moore was there, they got him the ball. Uh, so there's that. He's behind only, the only guy that's ahead of him is Justin Jefferson, in fact. Uh, so the Cowboys, 10 sacks and seven takeaways the first two weeks of the season. Who's going to block Micah Parsons? Or maybe better said, how many players are going to, you know, how many times has he double teamed? I actually saw a highlight. Against the Jets last week, they tried to triple-team him, and he still got to the quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Cardinals had four false start penalties at home last week against the Giants. Sorry, folks, but it's going to be even a much louder crowd noise against the Cardinals this week because Cowboys fans are in the building. This was a Cowboys country for many, many years before the Cardinals came here. I moved here, my parents moved here in Arizona in 1969, and I was in Arizona, at my first stint in Arizona through 1987, football season-wise. And we got every Cowboys game on local television. They, this was you know, Cowboys territory. They have an enormous fan base here. Also, one other thing about this game, I know that uh, there was lots of talk about you know Wilson getting only 50%, or actually less than 50% of the snaps last week. That's because they had a lot of three tight uh, three, three tight end sets, uh, and uh, almost never had you know three wide receiver sets in that game. I wouldn't be surprised, at least early in the game, if that does not change this week, because some of those tight ends, I'm guessing, will be trying to pass block against Parsons
2: yeah so double digits in the nfl is always tough on the flip side of that the cowboys have won by double digits in both of their wins so far to start the season uh you mentioned just how dynamic micah parsons is you throw in lawrence as well and it's going to be a handful for the cardinals offensive line so the question is what sort of things can they try to do to slow down that pass rush but uh there's going to be uh you know question marks in terms of how kind of like start the Cardinals can get off to uh, what sort of momentum that they can have on offense to try to keep the Cowboys offense off the field as well so there is a lot there uh no way shape or form am I interested in being a part of uh, betting anything on this but to answer the question to your point I would say Cowboys minus 12 and a half it's just uh the Cowboys have a really good team and I understand that the Trayvon Diggs situation maybe uh, alters that just a little bit here but they have some playmakers uh everywhere on both sides of the ball
1: I'll just add one more thing. I think the Diggs thing is going to be um, hopefully not uh, for them, uh, you know, decisive when they play better teams down the line. They play the the Niners in like two weeks. Uh, So I'll be interested to see how they try to, you know, change things when they play that wide receiver group from the Niners.
2: The masses are on the Cowboys minus 12 and at 55% of the vote Cardinals plus 12 and sitting at 45%. This is KDOS 1060.com flipping it on over to Twitter at KDOS 1060. Both of these teams are Owen two going to Minnesota. So which O and two team wins on Sunday, the Chargers or the Vikings? Um, how about neither? It ends in a tie. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, there's a possibility. I mean, (laughs) unbeknownst to some NFL players over the years, the game can end in a tie. I think everybody, (laughs) I'm assuming all the NFL players know that now after McNabb had no idea that the game could end in a tie a few years ago.
2: Uh, For me looking at this uh, contest here obviously it's a bit concerning that the Vikings uh, have not been able to find a ground game Uh, you know I asked you the question earlier this week is it just uh, giving up on the run game too early in games is it uh, the offensive line injuries that they have suffered that has kind of really impacted things Uh, is it just kind of Switching up personnel for them running the ball. Why they only have 69 team yards? They brought in Cam Akers this week as well to try to help with that uh, run game here. So can they find some balance and run the ball? Kirk Cousins has been really good though, and obviously targeting Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson, and then we just had Brian Bluis on talking about the emergence there of rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison. Uh, so all of that. Functionally is going really well. Flipping that to the defensive side of the ball, you know, they have struggled uh, in the secondary. So the Chargers are certainly going to try to exploit that. And without Austin Eckler, you have to think that they're going to be trying to chuck the ball down the field as well, which I guess is why the prevailing thought is uh, points. When it comes, though, to trying to figure out who wins this game, I would have normally been like, well, the Vikings have a great home field advantage, but then you just go back to week one and see what happened there and kind of the collapse and all of a sudden the Buccaneers win that game. I do think, though, that uh, I, I trust the Vikings a little bit more here in the fourth quarter to get it done. So I'm going to say the Vikings.
1: I'm definitely on Minnesota in this game. And uh, if you've got, you know, this is the highest point total of any game in the league this week, as you might expect. And uh, there's no way that you could, at least I couldn't even consider betting the under in this game. I don't care if the Vikings can't run the ball this week. I don't care. Uh, Cousins has been great the first two games, 78 uh, percent completion percentage the first two games of the season, which is really even more amazing when pretty much everybody knows that they have to pass, and he's still being that good. That some, says something about his receivers. The offensive line, which has been out, down two starters, one of those guys might be back this week, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, they, they, they've done an okay job pass blocking. He's taken some shots, but he's at least had t- enough time to get rid of the ball and complete passes at that high accuracy rate. As far as the Chargers, the last I saw with Eckler, there was no timetable for his return. Sure sounded like he wasn't playing this week. Their de- defense has been terrible I don't know what the hell they're doing playing man-to-man defense uh, against everybody, it seems. Uh, but Brandon Steele is a defensive genius, so I'm sure he'll come up with some kind of flimsy excuse like he did after the game last week uh, when he questioned why he was he asked a, a good question from a reporter. Hopefully, if you're a Chargers fan, I know this is going to be hard. If they, the, Hopefully, they lose this game and they fire Staley on Monday. They're deep passing, uh, you know, the the defensive on deep passes this year uh, because they're playing man-to-man, actually the last two years. They are 29th in the NFL in deep passes the last two years. And even last week, they got burned deep by Ryan Tannehill. uh, And DeAndre Hopkins could barely even run in that game. And uh, so was other guys going deep other than Hopkins?
2: Um. So the masses here are on the Vikings side of things at fifty four point five percent of the vote. The Chargers sitting at forty five point five percent. Bob, you and I are both on the Vikings, and now we run into a dilemma. I say that we have to collectively come together, root for our weekend bet, the Friday spread. So as we're trying to go one and four and zero, and our winner of the gift certificate this week is on the Chargers side, plus one and a half.
1: Well, I'm really sorry, uh, but I hope he's wrong because I actually have real money on this game.
2: Um, So that's always on Twitter at KDUSAM1060, and uh, that is the contest between the Chargers and the Vikings, one of these teams looking to avoid starting the season 0-3. We will wrap up this edition of extra point on the other side of the break once again the weekend specials here for you von hansen's meats and spirits usda choice certified angus beef strip steaks at five dollars a pound off pork country style ribs at 3.99 a pound and the fresh natural whole fryers at 1.99 a pound one final segment to go here on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports If you need
0: social information about KDUS AM 1060, try KDUS1060.com at KDUS AM 1060 on Twitter and Facebook.com slash KDUS AM 1060.
2: segment of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports right now. Download the app, register. Follow along for the listener rewards, uh, things that you need to accomplish in order to get yourself eligible for the $100 gift certificate courtesy of Superbook Sports happening now through the end of September. But it's that time once again, Bob. It is thank you time.
1: As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else slipped through the cracks. So, So our guest today, Cowboys Update with Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News and our weekly uh, NFL prop bet segment with Brian Bluis of Pro Football Network Saturday courtesy of Fox, NBC, CBS, Amazon Prime Video, Major League Baseball, WFAN in New York, the Yankees flagship station. And ACC Digital Network. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next.
2: Up next, from noon to one o'clock, it is SportsMap Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from one to three, the Rich Eisen Show from three to five, and the Sports with Dave Rooster Beerstein from five to six. What's happening here this weekend locally? Uh, you have the U of A at Stanford Saturday, 4 p.m. on the Pac 12 networks, ASU football hosting USC Saturday, seven thirty p.m. on Fox. And then the Cardinals hosting the Cowboys Sunday, 125 p.m. on Fox. We were discussing uh, the Ravens earlier in the hour in regards to Friday spread. Have an update about all the different injuries we were not sure of. And uh, it's lengthy. Odell Beckham out. Justice Hill out. Marlon Humphrey out. Tyler Linderbaum out. Uh, Ronnie Stanley out. Marcus Williams out. And Odafa Owuwe out.
1: You want to read the guys that are playing? That sure, might be that shorter. might have been faster. Yeah, that's for, yeah. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins obviously out for the season after, you know, the first half of week one. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, you know, fortunately, I don't know if it's going to matter that much this week. And that's, you know, there's three games this week that I just didn't even bother to handicap because of injuries, and that's one of them.
2: When we flip it over to the Diamondbacks, they are starting a three-game series at the Yankees here this weekend. Brandon Fott gets the start tonight against Luke Weaver, 4 5 start. And then I have to imagine that there's going to be some decisions made for the Diamondbacks who goes Saturday, who goes Sunday. I thought I had heard on the broadcast uh, a couple of days ago that if they wanted to, they could potentially move Zach Allen up to Sunday to pitch in that contest if it came to it.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're publicly going to say this, but I think that they must feel pretty comfortable. They should feel pretty comfortable about their playoff positioning now, and teams have to try to kind of figure out, if they're, they, at least the ones that are going to make the, uh, the postseason, how to set up their postseason rotations, especially in a wild card round. Uh, so I would assume that if he doesn't pitch on Sunday, which is that's the day that he usually would be pitching, that that's what they're thinking at.
2: When it comes to the standings, National League Braves, 98 and 55. I did see Max Fried going on the 15-day DL there. Uh, Dodgers, 94. B-
1: blister injury, though, I don't think that's a big deal.
2: Dodgers 94 and 58, Brewers 87 and 66, National League wild card race. The Phillies 84 and 69, the Diamondbacks 81 and 72, then the Cubs and the Marlins 79 and 74 and on the outside looking in right now the Reds 79 and 75 a half game back. As always, thanks for listening to the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 of Friday spread by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Pay them a visit this weekend 2390 390 North Alma School in Chandler and enjoy the fantastic college football weekend ahead in the NFL action. And we will talk to you on Monday, getting things started with the Sports Zone at 9 a.m.